Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Direct Design Podcast. Today I want to talk a little bit about um, design process in general. Everyone has their own process. Uh, sometimes when you're just starting out, you might not, you know, you might have one you've learned from school, uh, but you also need to kind of um, get some work on your belt and figure out what works best for you. Um, what is this, the process that works? Uh, what are the steps you like to take? When do you like to do certain aspects of your design work within that process? And, you know, how do you uh, actually deliver on um, design projects that you um, do for your job? I want to go a little bit into um, some of the work that I've been doing at my day job. So if you don't know, I'm the head of design at uh, Stellar Labs. Uh, we are building software for uh, the aviation industry it's involving things like um, quoting, scheduling, and uh, of private aircraft. And we're also in the process of building a marketplace for um, operators to sell um, charter on their jets, kind of like an Airbnb for private jets. I want to go a little bit into the process that uh, we use at Stellar for everything we do in design. Our process is divided into five steps. Uh, we have step one is called discovery. Step two is ideation. Step three is validation. Step four is refinement. And the final step is testing. So let's jump a little bit into each step and I'll go into detail and um, talk about some of the tasks that happen within each step. So our first step, like I mentioned, is called discovery. So whenever we have um, a new product or a new feature or anything that's a large piece of work, we will always go and do some discovery. So that can mean um, doing user interviews, that can be stakeholder interviews, it could be competitive analysis. Basically, the goal for us at the end of um, the discovery process is to go out and discover the problem that we're trying to solve, and then to have a shared understanding of that problem uh, within our own company with all stakeholders. So when we're doing discovery, we don't do that in a silo or on our own. We're, we'll generally be working with uh, product managers, sometimes developers, perhaps customer um, success, and maybe even marketing sometimes. And uh, we'll go and talk to customers and we'll figure out uh, what they need, uh, to what their problems are, first of all, and then we'll figure out how we're going to solve them. And um, like I said, discovery ends once we have a common understanding of what that problem is internally. We don't go on to the next stage until everyone is on the same page with whatever the problem is that we're trying to solve. Once discovery is complete, then we will move into um, the ideation phase, which can be like a rough design phase. So at that point, we've understand this, the problem we're trying to solve. And now we want to quickly iterate on creating some concepts on how we can do that. So some of the um, you know, product and design tasks that we'll do uh, during this phase are things like uh, story maps. If you're unfamiliar with story maps, it's actually a very helpful way to map out a big problem into smaller chunks that actually aligns really well with Agile. So if we had, uh, you know, perhaps we're building a new app and maybe there's three key steps within that app, like maybe... Uh, uh, we need to do a search for something, and then once we find it, we want to purchase it. So there's three steps. We're going to search, we're going to find the item, then we're going to pay for the item. So we'll start with those three big epics in the Agile language, and then we would be breaking those down in the story map into all the little steps. So within searching, you know, there might be 10 to 12 different steps you need to know to search. Um, there might be doing the actual search, there might be filtering the results, there might be listing the results, 
There might be uh, different statuses for different results that come back. There might be different um, data that comes back for each result. So um, we'll break all that down into that granular amount of um, detail, and then we'll move on to the next step. So actually just viewing the search results. So within that, there could be a whole bunch of things. There could be um, all the different data associated with each item. There could be actions that you could perhaps take on each item. There could be, again, ways to filter it. There could be lots of things that could happen. And then the final stage, uh, purchasing it. So that would be one of the actions where we'd actually you know, break down the whole process of actually purchasing something. So taking you through the whole uh, shopping cart type uh, flow. So that's just one way you can use a story map. The thing that's nice, though, is like when you break all that down, if you can then you can use that as um, a tool to go back to your team to kind of point to, all right, here, the vision was this. This is the breakdown of how we think we create that vision. And then you have that really nice artifact that can be used to help communicate um, how you hope to achieve solving the problem for the user. And then if you can get the uh, sign-off from your team on that approach, this very easily then can be dumped into like a backlog in Jira because you've already figured out um, the high-level epics. You've already figured out the basic stories. Now you just need to start getting um, them into more detail for, for your actual team. So anyhow, a little side detour there on story maps. They are a really helpful um, tool if you're looking for a way to break down big problems into smaller problems for a development team. Some of the other uh tasks we might do during the ideation phase would be mapping out um, the high-level flows for um, a new product or just even an epic. Uh, what's the happy path? What are some of the secondary paths? Um, creating documents around that or diagrams for that. If they don't exist already, we would create personas for our users at this point. Um, we'd also then start to do some really rough sketches. So that could be anything from I'm actually just writing it by hand on pencil and paper. It could be um, a low fidelity tool like Balsamic to build some rough wireframes. It could be um, using Sketch, but maybe it's just like a black and white kind of wireframe template. It doesn't really matter. It just what can you iterate and work in really quickly to get an idea out that can easily be shared back with your team to um, get their feedback. That's really what you should focus on. It doesn't matter really what that tool is. Those are just some of the things that we commonly use. So the whole point of the ideation phase is to take that shared understanding and shared problem that you want to solve from the discovery phase and create a rough concept for it. So once you feel like you've done that, then you know the ideation phase for now has come to an end. And you would step into the third step, which is the validation phase. So for the validation phase, um, you now want to take this concept and actually validate it. So that would involve user interviews. That would also involve um, internal stakeholder interviews. So you would take your concept and um, you would then put it in front of all these different people and you would get the feedback on it. So two things could happen here. Um, you know, ideally, hopefully you hit the mark and, you know, people give you a thumbs up with minimal um, feedback on things that need to change and you can keep moving forward. But, you know, sometimes you can miss the mark and, you know, it's not uncommon for that to happen or maybe you only hit it 50% of the way. So you'll get that valuable feedback at that phase, and you may need to go back into ideation and you know either start over or just make a bunch of changes. And honestly, it's quite common to have to go back and forth between ideation and validation a couple times before you get to something that feels good for all internal stakeholders plus with your users. So don't get discouraged if you're kind of bouncing back and forth there, but that's to be expected. The point for doing the validation at this point, too, is that you know, you've invested some time in creating rough sketches. But like I said, we want to um, 
create your designs as rapidly as possible at this point. You just want to get something down that will communicate the idea without, you know, spending weeks and weeks making beautifully polished looking sketch files. The point here is just to get the idea out, get it validated. If it looks good, move on. If not, go back, make adjustments, then validate again and just continue that cycle until you get your rough concept to a point that you, uh, your users and internally everyone is on board with it and thinks you're on the right path. So once you are at that point where you have, you know, got your concept through the validation stage, everything looks good, users like it, stakeholders like it. Now we move on to our fourth step, which uh, we call refinement. At that point, you want to take those rough designs and make them into real designs. So polish them up, make them high fidelity. So if you work in Sketch, get it into Sketch, get it into looking like, uh, you know, it should, you know, depending on your team and whatever the, you know, the handoff is for design work, this could be different. Commonly for us, we use Sketch mainly as our handoff with Envision, but other places may use uh, Figma. Other places may use um, Code or other places may use even just the lower fidelity wireframes because they have a really strong uh, design system. So they don't need to give really high fidelity designs. They just kind of like, you know, use use the primary button and this and that or whatever to make that design come together. So anyhow, do what works best for your team when you get to the refinement stage and the types of artifacts you are delivering for the team. Commonly, this is, you know, the prototype phase. And if you want to look at it from a bit of an agile standpoint, um, some of the things that you would deliver to your team at this point would be not just the prototypes, but you should be also um, either helping to write the stories or just reviewing them. You know, the PM may just be doing other writing, but make sure you're reviewing those stories that they match the prototypes, making sure that if you look back to your story map, that everything is still in alignment there. Sure, some things may change because between that point and now, you know, additional information may have come to light. So you may need to add additional stories, but make sure that in general, you're still on the right path. Uh, revise those stories then if things have changed in, you know, a negative way that they shouldn't have, you know, go get in there, work their PM and revise the stories as needed. At that point, yeah, start attaching the prototypes. Um, also, if you've been building the flow documents, attach those flow documents to stories as well as needed. And take it upon yourself to brief the team on the high level of the prototypes. Like walk them through. This is um, our app for searching, finding, and buying something. Walk the entire team through how that's supposed to work. So use your prototypes to do that. You can use your flows. You can even use your story maps if you wanted to go into more detail. But like I said, the job is not to just throw things over the fence. The job is to be a regular team member and to be working with your team every day. So take some leadership and show the team how things should work. Uh, once you've, you know, you've finished the prototypes, you've got them attached to your stories, you've briefed the team, the team has built the UI, um, the UI is shipped. Now you can now move into your fifth stage, which is testing. When I say testing here, I don't necessarily mean quality assurance testing. I mean usability testing. So you need for um, your stories to actually uh, be shipped, be in the product, and then you need to be starting to reach out to uh, your users and doing some usability testing with them. Get them to actually drive the software. You should be recording it, uh, preferably. Um, if you can be in per there in person to watch them, even better. Um, and see where they get caught up. See what their problems are. Don't guide them. You want to see where they fail. And um, take note. 
And then like we did from the validation going back into ideation, we'll be doing that here as well. So every time you test, you should be finding out things that were missed or things that were maybe assumptions were a little bit off. And those should be finding themselves back into your backlog in the form of either bugs or improvements. And at that point, then they're back into the refinement stage, right? So if you found uh, a bug or something was not done correctly, you need to then go in, refine your prototype, update that, get that into the, your, your team's backlog and get it fixed. So there is that cir- same circular relationship between the refinement and testing stages. All right, so that is, in a nutshell, the five-step process that uh, we use um, at Stellar to do our uh, design work. And it's also a really easy process that can be adapted to really any um, workplace or anyone who's looking for uh, you know a little bit more guidance on how to structure their work from the start to the end. So feel free to use this as much as you like or to um, hit me up on Twitter with questions. My personal handle is at cardio, which is C-A-R-D-E-O. You can also get me at the Direct Design Twitter account, which is uh, Direct Design IO is the uh, all one word, is the Twitter handle for that. So yeah, anyhow, I hope you've enjoyed this um, session on design process. And if you'd like to learn more about this, just let me know. Thanks. Bye-bye.